You know what we need? We need a radio show on the air, like maybe on Saturday nights, that talks about this kind of thing. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles, and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. Joan, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And I hope you're all having a wonderful weekend. It is a beautiful day today. I hope you've been outside. I hope you've been gardening or at the beach. And I hope you're wearing your sunscreen because, boy, it, you needed it today. It was an 8.6 UV index day. That's pretty high. That means you're going to burn and burn with just 20 minutes exposure of the sun if you don't use sunscreen. So uh, put on my uh, Dr. Perry's Daytime if you're walking around the streets of Manhattan. But if you're going to the beach, you'll need something even stronger. Next year, we'll have a, uh, a stronger one. We're having a uh, an SPF 30. I know a lot of you have, have asked for that product. It's coming. You have to have some patience. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. I'm the host of this show, What's Your Wrinkle, right here on WABC. This is the show about you, the show about what you look like, about your wrinkles and about your scars and your jowls and your sagging breasts and fat on the hips. That's what this show is all about. Give us a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. If you do want to give me a call, have a good question for me, we'll send you a bottle of Nighttime. Nighttime is my version of skincare, and I think it is a very good version. Well, I'm biased, of course, but I created it. It's got vitamin A, vitamin C, fruit acids, skin brighteners, antioxidants, all the things you need. I've left out the things you don't need, and callers to, to tonight's show will be receiving a bottle of Nighttime. Give it a try, and I will get you addicted to it. You know, uh, that's what happens. People start out with it, and they realize how good it is. And the longer you use it, by the way, the better you will look. All right, tonight we've got a great show planned for you. We're going to be talking about eyelid surgery, one of my favorite topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about how to rejuvenate the eyes and the area around the eyes. We have a great guest from uh, RWJ Barnabas Health, and uh, he'll be talking about the Cancer Center at Robert Wood Johnson and uh, Barnabas Health. He'll be coming on in a little bit of uh, time. We've got a very important topic to talk about tonight, the Brazilian butt lift. Oh, you laugh. You laugh. How important could that be? I'll tell you how important it is. People are dying getting the Brazilian butt lift. So I want to talk to you about an advisory that our national societies have uh, have put out this week. It was the second advisory 
in just a few months, and there's some real serious things going on with the Brazilian butt lift. So you'll you'll want to know about that. You'll want to listen. Also, uh, we're going to talk tonight. It all depends on how many uh, how many calls we get. Uh, we've got a lot of topics to talk about, but I like taking your phone calls eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. But if we do have time, we're going to talk about the CO two laser for wrinkles, the CO two laser for brown splotches and rejuvenating the skin, and how that differs with the erbium laser. The erbium is a kind of a lighter laser and intense pulse light. You know, it's kind of a continuum now of different procedures that we can do, and there are differences between the procedures. There are differences in their results and differences in uh, what they do, and we're going to talk about all of that on tonight's show, 800-848-9222. And, uh, oh, we have a new sponsor tonight, and I want to tell you about Plexiderm. That'll be coming up in just a few minutes. You've heard me talk about Plexiderm in the past. Well, we're going to talk about it tonight. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. You know, let, let's get right to the story of the Brazilian butt lift because uh, I'll tell you, when our National Society puts out an advisory and sen- sends an email urgently to all of its members, not just in the United States, and we're talking about the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, and together with the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery and the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons and a few other smaller uh, organizations, they all put out a joint statement this week, sent out an urgent advisory to members. I'm a member. And the urgent advisory said, we are having real big problems with the Brazilian butt lift. And you say, well, what is that? If you've watched the Kardashians, you know what that is. I don't watch that. But uh, if you have, you know that involves injecting fat into the buttocks. You know, it's a funny thing. Back uh, 30 years ago and 20 years ago and 15 years ago, I suctioned fat out of buttocks. You know, people said, my buttocks are too big. I would like them smaller, and so we made them smaller and more shapely. And somewhere around five or so, six, seven years ago, people decided it's time for bigger buttocks. And so all these new procedures, uh, putting implants in and injecting fat into the buttocks, uh, began to uh, be performed in the United States. Well, it turns out that the Brazilian butt lift, or the BBL procedure as it's called, fat grafting to the buttocks, is the most dangerous procedure in all of plastic surgery, all of cosmetic surgery. And I talked about this a few months ago on this show. And I said, well, an advisory came uh, came out by our National Society. And you might be thinking, well, I'm just repeating old news. Well, no, no. It turns out that the death rate has continued despite that advisory. And now the death rate, the, that's right, I'm talking about dying from a cosmetic surgical procedure. The death mate for this procedure is now considered to be one in 3,000. Now, if you're a risk taker, then you might say, well, that's not a lot. Well, you know it is. It actually is, uh, considering uh, the overall death rate from surgery is somewhere in the area of one in half a million to one in a million now. Surgery is exceedingly safe now compared to the old days, 30, 40, 50 years ago, when it was quite risky. But to have a cosmetic procedure, and we're talking about having a procedure being performed on young, healthy women, which is, for the most part, who gets the Brazilian butt lift. And to have a 1 in 3,000 chance of dying is extraordinary. And those are just the deaths. There are many, many people that thankfully survive the problem. What is the problem? 
Well, it's the injection of fat into the buttocks. The fat can get into the blood vessels of the buttocks, particularly the blood vessels in the muscle of the buttocks, and travel to the lungs, causing what's called a fat embolism. And a fat embolism can be fatal and often is fatal. Now, if you get the teeny tiny little bit of fat in your lungs, your body can handle it. But we're talking about injecting many, many ounces of fat in this operation. So the advisory came out months ago, and they said, you know, it looks like the problems are when the fat is injected into the muscle as opposed to into just the uh, what's called the subcutaneous tissue into the fatty layer. So, um, so you know, you say, uh, well, why don't we just inject into the fatty layer, not the muscle? And that was the advisory. It advised people, go ahead, and if you're going to be doing the procedure, do not inject into the muscle. So that's where we left off six months ago. But the deaths continued, and all the autopsies have shown that even if the doctor thought he or she was injecting into the fat as opposed to the muscle, the fat traveled into the muscle. And how did it do that? Well, you know, it's a technical thing, and I don't want to bore you with the details, but it is very difficult, very difficult to keep the fat from entering the muscle and then entering the big veins and going into the lungs. So the answer is the advisory does not tell plastic surgeons to not do the procedure, but it makes a statement, and you have to kind of read between the lines, and it says surgeons wishing to continue performing this procedure should strictly adhere to these guidelines that they give out. Now, when they say something like surgeons wishing to perform this procedure, I think what they're really saying is, you know, we should not be doing this procedure. Plain and simple, it should not be done. If you dare do it, you better follow these guidelines. But they've already established that it's virtually impossible to prevent these deaths. And we're talking, by the way, about board-certified plastic surgeons. We're not talking about all those deaths that have occurred with the non-plastic surgeons, non-physicians. Remember the one at Newark Airport? I'm sorry, it was Philadelphia Airport uh, about two years ago. There was uh, some lay person injecting God knows what into the buttocks, and a person died. And the countless number of deaths in the United States that have been by non-surgeons, non-doctors, estheticians, and who knows what. We're not even talking about those. We're talking about real good board-certified plastic surgeons. So my advice to you, I don't do this procedure. I never have. I didn't like the idea of it, and I'm happy I never did it. Uh, but I'm telling you, as my listening audience, my advice is that you do not have this procedure. All right, let's go to one of the phone calls before our break. Rick, what can I do for you? What is your wrinkle? My uh, eyelid doesn't close good, and I have dry eye as a result. And I'm wondering uh, what I could do for that, and maybe if uh, I don't know if a filler would kind of help that. So, so Rick, have you uh, had surgery on your eyelids? Uh, I had a I had an accident, and I did have surgery around my eye. Okay. So, and afterwards, but your eyelid did not close. Between my eyes, I guess. Right. So afterwards, your eyelid did not close after the accident. Yes. Okay. Um, well, you know, this is a very complex uh, question and a very complex uh, situation. So, Rick, there are all sorts of solutions for you, uh, but you don't want the run-of-the-mill cosmetic plastic surgeon like myself for this problem. What you want is a craniofacial surgeon or an oculoplastic surgeon, one of those two. 
And the major medical schools, I see you live up in Connecticut, uh, I'm sure at the University of Connecticut or Yale, or if you go to Columbia, uh, there are there are plastic surgeons that specialize in these sort of very complex eyelid issues. Because, again, uh, the average plastic surgeon does not handle things like what you're talking about, which is severe scarring or interruption of a muscle uh, after an accident, which prevents you from uh, from uh, closing your eyes. So we're going to have to take a break now. But, Rick, that's what I would do if I were you. This is uh, What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. We'll be back after Listen this. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your products, Dr. Perry? Here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps skincare very simple. A study showed my products reduced the appearance of wrinkles over 20% by 12 weeks. Protect your skin in the morning with daytime, nourish your skin in the evening with nighttime, and wash your face and even remove most makeup with my non-toxic clean time soap. WABC listeners, for one month only, I'm offering my basic skincare kit at half price. You'll get all three products for $55 plus shipping. Go to drperrys.com. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com. Or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WABC50 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WABC. Hey, New Jersey, see the flooring experts at Lumber Liquidators before Tuesday and we'll cover the sales tax on everything in our stores. Choose from more than 400 varieties of beautiful pre-finished hardwood, bamboo, laminate, woodlook, waterproof flooring, and more. All in the latest styles, starting at just 58 cents. Plus, the sales tax is on us, but only until Tuesday. Visit LumberLiquidators.com for a store near you. Valid in New Jersey locations only, July 11th to July 17th, 2018. 77 WABC. A food equipment distributor seeks an accountant in Brooklyn, New York. Minimum requirements are bachelor's in accounting, finance, economics, or related. Send resumes to Autech Incorporated, 3882 Del Amo Boulevard, number 602, Torrance, California, 90503. Attention, Mr. Tanaka. That's 3882 Del Amo Boulevard, number 602, Torrance, California, 90503. Attention, Mr. Tanaka. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older, and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Some people just need a change in their skin care, but for others, Botox, wrinkle fillers, Althera, or the new InstaLift might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and we'll alter your photographs to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WABC. 77 WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? 
And what is your wrinkle? I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, board-certified plastic surgeon and host of What's Your Wrinkle for uh, 13-something years now. So, uh, you know, we kind of got caught by the break there, but I do we did want to uh, mention to the last caller, he talked about eyelid surgery. You know, as a board-certified plastic surgeon, I do cosmetic surgery. You know, of course, we're all trained in reconstructive surgery and the very complex procedures which we all do during our residency, and then we sort of specialize, and uh, everybody in plastic surgery pretty much has a, uh, a specialty of what they like to do, the type of surgery uh, they like to do. So I do cosmetic surgery. I do facelifts and eyelid lifts and rhinoplasties and breast augmentations and tummy tucks and things like that. And, you know, I know what my limits are, and uh, and hopefully every surgeon does know what his or her limits are. And, uh, and the surgeons that take care of very complex accidents now, and uh, we're talking about trauma that interrupts the ability to open or close the eyes. It's usually not the average plastic surgeon that's been out in practice a number of years. Uh, it's usually in this day and age a surgeon at an academic medical center or a surgeon who has done what's called a craniofacial fellowship, or there are ophthalmologists that also do get involved in that, and they are called oculoplastic surgeons. And uh, so, you know, uh, you have to be very careful when you choose your surgeon for any particular field, whether it's cosmetic surgery or reconstructive surgery or cancer surgery, which brings us to our next guest. So I have uh, Dr. Stephen Labuti on the line. Dr. Labuti is my guest, and he is the Senior Vice President of Oncology Services as, at RWJ Barnabas Health. He's the Director of the Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. He's the Vice Chancellor for cancer programs at Rutgers, and he's also a professor of surgery at Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Medical School. He graduated from Harvard, a little uh, little school in Boston, and got his MD at Columbia. Following this, uh, he did a residency in uh, general surgery and then a fellowship in surgical oncology and endocrine surgery at the National Cancer Institute in Washington, actually Bethesda, Maryland. And, uh, and then he was uh, the chief of tumor angiogenesis section at the National Cancer Institute. He's authored, oh my goodness, 270 more than that uh, peer-reviewed articles, and I have to tell you, I am so pleased to have you as a guest this evening. Dr. Labuti, welcome. Well, thank you, Dr. Perry. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Well, thank you. You know, I when I was a medical student, I spent some time with Stephen Rosenberg and uh, at the National Cancer Institute. That's the uh, section you were in, I believe, right? Yeah, I had the privilege of uh, working with Dr. Rosenberg for 14 years. Uh, he's a terrific uh, innovator, uh, scientist, and he was a fabulous mentor. Still going strong, I understand, isn't he? He sure is. Uh, he's, I think, going uh, stronger than he's ever been. And, and uh, as you know, the focus of his work has been uh, leveraging the body's immune system to fight cancer. And I think uh, that strategy is really now demonstrating amazing efficacy. And so I think all of his hard work uh, has certainly paid off. And, and your hard work also. So now there's 15 million people in the United States that live with cancer. 38% of men and women in the United States are going to develop cancer 
some point in their lives. So there's a uh, 1.7 million people just this year alone. There's good news, though, because we have people like you and Dr. Rosenberg, uh, and there's more cancer survivors now than ever before. So Dr. Labuti is going to speak to us tonight about cancer care and innovative treatments and the benefits of a comprehensive cancer center, such as the Rutgers Robert Wood Johnson Cancer Center. So in terms of cancer center, how big an issue do you think uh, is accessibility for people? Well, I think it's a big issue. Uh, It's probably one of the biggest issues we face in the state of New Jersey. Uh, Patients uh, need to be able to get to a facility, able to diagnose and treat their cancer. And as you know, cancer doesn't travel well. And so uh, one of our major areas of focus is to build a better uh, distributed uh, network throughout the state uh, where patients are never further than 20 or 30 minutes uh, from a site where they can receive outstanding cancer care. So now at the uh, RWJ Barnabas Health System, the Rutgers Cancer Institute, there's a partnership there. That, uh, What does that partnership bring to New Jersey and patients and, and cancer patients in New Jersey? What does the Cancer Institute at Rutgers, Robert Wood Johnson, offer that others can't? So I, I think all of the NCI-designated comprehensive cancer centers, uh, by the very fact that they've achieved that designation, uh, have uh, outstanding clinical care, uh, clinical research, and offer cutting-edge clinical trials. But what we're trying to do through our relationship with uh, the RWJ Barnabas Health System is to make certain that patients throughout the state of New Jersey uh, and beyond uh, have access uh, to that, uh, the benefits of that cutting-edge research uh, that hopefully translates into new cancer therapies. And so I think the relationship that we have with the health system allows us to take uh, the advantages uh, that the Cancer Institute of New Jersey brings to patients and uh, expand it, really be a force multiplier to get sites across the health system in place uh, to allow patients uh, to stay close to home. And, and as you said, that is so important. You know, when, when a patient uh, gets the diagnosis of cancer, it's a, uh, I, I have to say, it's a mind-blowing type of thing. And unfortunately, my family members have had that diagnosis, and it is really something that uh, rocks you. And, and having a, a cancer center uh, like the RWJ Barnabas Health uh, Cancer Center locally it means so much and but we don't want to compromise we don't want to go locally just because it's local we want it to be world class so tell us about the facilities at uh, RWJ Barnabas Health System and uh, and why are they world class i know they are yeah so that's a that's a great point and you never want to feel like you're settling uh in an effort uh not to have to travel and patients in new jersey uh certainly don't have to feel that way uh we have facilities across the state uh, that uh, it is our mission to make certain uh, are exceptional, whether that's through new technology, uh, the most up-to-date uh, methods of delivering radiation therapy, or the most uh, up-to-date methods for surgical approaches, whether it's the use of robotics or other targeted uh, techniques uh, to treat patients with cancer, uh, or access uh, to uh, cutting-edge uh, clinical trials. And so uh, our uh, goal uh, is to put forward not only the infrastructure, that is, the physical plants that would allow patients to 
to receive that care, but to put in place uh, what we refer to as a navigation system, the underpinning of which are uh, nurse navigators and lay navigators uh, that really help the patient. As you said, it's a, a diagnosis that rocks your world. And uh, the obligation we have, I believe, from the beginning is to help lift that burden off the shoulders of our patients and not have them struggle through how do you access the system, how do you find the right care providers, how do you get all the information you need. Our navigators take on that role for the patients and help to literally navigate them to the most uh, effective uh, facility closest uh, oh, Have to we lost the uh, signal? Uh, Bruce, are we there? I'm, I'm here. Hello, Bruce. All right. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and uh, I'm not sure if the signal is going across or not. All righty. Let's see. All right. So I'm going to reboot my system. Coming up on Monday on the Bernie and Sid in the Morning Show. We will speak to President Trump from Helsinki, Finland. Well, he's going to talk to Vladimir Putin next week. Uh, yes, in Helsinki. Oh, that's why that makes sense. Thanks, Bernie. <laughs> also, we'll talk about the big game on Sunday. We want Croatia to win. Coming up Monday on Bernie and Sid in the Morning. The odds of having a boy who grows up loving baseball. One in six. Which earns him a college scholarship. One in 2,500. That gets him a contract in the minors. One in 3,700. Which leads to starting shortstop in the majors. One in 290,000. The odds of having a child diagnosed with autism. One in 150. You know the odds. Now learn the signs. Go to AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Today's episode, Bobcat in the Cave. Oh, nuts! There's a bobcat in this cave! Save us, sassy! You will, but first you'd like to stress the importance of cat adoption? Over 5 million cats go into animal shelters every year and they need to be adopted? Help us, sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt. Hundreds of college graduate and postdoctorate students are spending 10 weeks this summer getting an insider's view of the FBI. The highly competitive Honors Internship Program provides an opportunity for students to embed at FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. and 56 field offices across the country. Rising senior Benjamin Farringer is an intern in the cyber division. I'm seeing a huge spread of things that you can do in the cybersecurity field with the FBI. And it's just so amazing to be part of something greater to help protect and serve the American people. Unit Chief Keisha Winston says at the internship's end, selected students will get job offers. The FBI has selected a talented pool of individuals from a wide range of academic areas and backgrounds. This internship allows them a head start on an exceptional career within the FBI. Applications for next summer will be accepted from August 27th to October 15th at FBIjobs.gov. It's just an amazing experience. With FBI This Week, I'm Molly Halpern of the Bureau. All right, Dr. Labuti, are you there? I'm here. You know, technology in, in uh, medicine and in radio are uh, both very interesting. Sometimes, usually they do just fine, and sometimes uh, 
things fail. So uh, like a CAT scanner might go offline, so did uh, the radio station for a moment. So I'm very sorry about that. But we are back, and uh, we'll stay on uh, past the uh, half hour and, and continue talking because uh, you're a terrific guest. I'm speaking with uh, Dr. Stephen Labuti, who is the Senior Vice President of Oncology Services at RWJ Barnabas Health, Director of Rutgers Cancer Institute of New Jersey. And uh, when we were interrupted by technology, we were talking about the, the various programs at a center such as RWJ Barnabas Health's Cancer Center. But I wanted to uh, just ask you a couple quick questions. Uh, you know, we're in such a, a wonderful time in the oncology world now, and that's kind of a funny thing to say, I'm sure, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, because when I was a medical student, way back in the 1970s, there were a few, maybe a few dozen chemotherapy drugs. We didn't even have a CAT scanner in uh, at Albany Medical College until 19, I think it was 80. And uh, and in that, then in those days, as you know, uh, a CAT scan of the lungs took an hour. It's a minute now. So we are in a different world, and uh, it really is quite amazing. So tell us a little bit about precision medicine and, and what that word means. You hear that word thrown around a bit, but tell us about it. Yeah, well, you make a, a, a really great point. Uh, and what I like to say uh, is that uh, we have probably made more progress in the last 10 or 15 years in new approaches to understanding and treating cancer than we did in all the years leading up to that point uh, in the modern era. And it's in no small part uh, to the fact that we can now understand cancer at the molecular level, uh, understanding DNA, because after all, cancer is largely a disease of the genes, a disease of the genetic machinery uh, that gives the instructions that tells our cells what to do. And cancer cells, by and large, uh, have uh, altered code or corrupted code uh, that uh, allows them uh, to grow in ways that the body would ordinarily prevent from happening. And that's how you get these cancerous growths that spread. That technology that allows us now to sequence uh, the DNA in tumors went from being prohibitively expensive and too time-consuming to be truly meaningful in a clinical way to now being both cost-effective and can be done relatively quickly. And so we can now learn a lot about an individual patient's cancer that we don't just have to apply therapies to, say, for example, lung cancer in general, but we can learn about specific mutations in a patient's individual lung cancer and tailor therapies specific to their tumor to try to reduce the toxicity of those therapies and maximize the chance of them being effective. Absolutely amazing. So, so now that brings us to clinical trials, which are being done at the Rutgers Cancer Institute. Tell us about those. So we have a very robust precision medicine program uh, within the Rutgers Cancer Institute, and that program has a number of clinical trials where we make available to patients across the state of New Jersey uh, and beyond uh, the ability for us to sequence or receive information from places they've had their tumor sequenced, and then our experts analyze the mutations within their tumor and come up with recommendations, either 
to enroll on clinical trials if it's a right, the right match uh, for the mutations in their tumor, or even what the right combination of approved agents would be uh, to help uh, treat that patient. And so we have a number of clinical trials focused on precision medicine, and then clinical trials focused on novel uh, treatments that we've either developed at the Rutgers Cancer Institute or have been developed elsewhere that we could match more effectively to patients by knowing uh, the sequence information from their tumor. All right. So last question for you. What's your advice to someone newly diagnosed with cancer? What should they do? What's their first step? So I think the first step is to identify a cancer center that has a multidisciplinary team approach. Treating cancer requires expertise from a number of different specialties. Uh, the the old-fashioned linear approach going from one doctor to the next really doesn't serve the patient as well as they can uh, be served. And then finally, I think they really should look to go to uh, an NCI comprehensive cancer center. That designation is only given to 49 centers currently in the United States. It's the result of a, uh, a very robust uh, grant process and competition. And comprehensive cancer centers have just that, all the multidisciplinary care and the access to cutting-edge clinical trials uh, that will serve the patients best. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Stephen Labuti, the Senior Vice President of Oncology at Robert Wood Johnson at the Robert Wood Johnson Barnabas Health System, Director of the Rutgers Cancer Institute, and many other titles. I want to thank you so much for taking time on your Saturday evening. And if listeners want more information, uh, what's the website for the Rutgers Cancer Institute? So www.cinj.org, uh, and they can find uh, information on clinical trials and on our multidisciplinary experts. All right. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. You're very welcome. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. The phone number, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. All right, so talking about, about things that are so important like cancer and cancer uh, treatment, we also talk about things that are maybe a little less important but important to you, and that might be cosmetic surgery like eyelid surgery. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, the average patient who comes to me uh, with the complaint of their eyelids looking older. And I have had people in their 20s, their 20s come to me with this complaint. And you look at them, and it's not that they have so much extra skin of their eyelids, but a lot of people have a lot of fat around their eyelids. And so I've actually done the operation. It's called a blepharoplasty. I've done blepharoplasties in women as young as, I think the youngest might be 22, and, uh, but certainly the most common years are the late 40s and 50s and 60s. And going into the 70s, I've done as old as 81, I believe. So it certainly spans all ages. And the operation is definitely different as you get older. But the typical person who comes in has extra skin of the upper eyelids and some fat of the upper eyelids. We need to assess the brows. Your brows, if you're a woman, they should be at your bony rim. So if you take your hand, take your finger, and touch your eyebrow, you should feel the bone right underneath the uh, eyebrow. 
If your eyebrow is below the bony rim, then we probably have to address your brows also because if I remove extra skin of your upper lid and your brow is too low, you're going to complain afterwards and say you didn't remove enough. And I'll say, well, I did, but your brow is too low. The onus is on the surgeon to properly diagnose. So it's not just that you go in that day. Uh, like uh, one of those clinics where you meet the surgeon the day of surgery and uh, and he says, well, you know, I didn't know you needed your eyebrows done well. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks also as the article comes out in USA Today that I consulted on about those issues. But, but with eyelid surgery, we want to assess the brows and assess the upper lids and assess the lower lids. The upper lids, typically, we remove extra skin and fat, and we do this under local anesthesia usually. That means you're awake for the procedure, but heavily sedated in the beginning, kind of like a colonoscopy. Uh, and I'm sure most people listening to this show have had colonoscopies. They're lots of fun. Um, but, uh, but certainly we use the same type of medications to give you a little bit of sedation while I numb you up. And during the procedure, it actually doesn't hurt at all. You, you hear us talking in the background, and we remove extra skin and fat. And it's quite a delicate operation. Uh, we then go down to the lower lid, and the lower lid often has extra fat and sometimes extra skin also. And we make an incision just underneath the eyelashes and expose that, remove a little bit. But the most important thing about the lower lids is making sure that they're not too loose. And I'm not talking about the skin. I'm talking about the actual eyelid. That has to be assessed by a plastic surgeon or an ophthalmologist, whoever's doing this, and it would be an oculoplastic surgeon who uh, would be the proper ophthalmologist to do this. Uh, and the um, what we do is we lift the lower eyelid off of the eyeball just a minute and let it kind of go back. And if it sort of settles real slowly, uh, that's not so good. If it snaps back real quickly, that's pretty good. And you're at low risk for an issue, a problem, a pull down of the lid that might give you that basset hound look. So we don't want that. There are special procedures that we do if you have that. Uh, sometimes people, if they have a dry eye problem and a really uh, difficult uh, lower eyelid, very, very lax, then it might be better not even to do anything if that's the case. But usually we can. So we uh, assess. I always send my patients to an ophthalmologist prior to surgery to assess uh, the uh, whole the eye as a whole and the pathology of your eye to make sure everything is okay. So an eyelid lift is a very simple procedure by a board-certified plastic surgeon. It takes about about a two between two and three hours, depending on which of those steps needs to be done. Uh, you're back to work, depending on what you do, at about a week to two weeks. And that means if you've got a clerical job and you don't mind wearing some dark uh, glasses, go back to work at a week. But uh, if you really don't want everybody to know, then it could be as long as as two weeks. All right, blepharoplasty, that's the eyelid lift. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. So we have a new sponsor today, and that is Plexiderm. But I've mentioned Plexiderm on this show before. Uh, you might have heard me a few weeks ago, and, uh, and I talked about it because uh, one of my callers asked me about uh, Plexiderm. So I wanted to tell you about this new product called Plexiderm. That's not mine. You know, I didn't make it, but my good friend John Greenhut came up with Plexiderm, and I'm sure you've seen those dramatic results on television. There are great commercials. They really are some of the best commercials. The ones where people put a cream on their lower eyelids and the wrinkles disappear within minutes. Well, I have to tell you, even though John is a very good friend of mine, I was skeptical. I had to try the stuff myself 
before recommending it. So this is a true story. I asked John to send me a bottle of Plexiderm, and I used it on the guinea pig, my wife, (laughs) and it turns out it really does work, and it's really quite amazing. And so I've recommended Plexiderm to my patients now. Now, it's not that class of uh, drugs, the swellers, that I tell you I don't recommend using. Plexiderm is something different. It's a clay-like material. You don't see it. It's invisible. And after it's put on the skin, it kind of cures, and the wrinkles disappear. And it's quite remarkable. Now, if you wash it off, the wrinkles are back. So it's not a substitute for eyelid surgery or lasering, but if you don't want surgery or you can't have surgery, or let's say you've got an important event tonight, this is the product for you. Plexiderm uses this very special technology, and it works in just minutes. It's temporary, lasts maybe up to eight hours. I'm convinced that Plexiderm works, and I convinced the Plexiderm people to let my listeners have a great discount. So you know that I only advertise products and I only endorse products that I believe in. This is one of them. So if you want to try Plexiderm, we have a very special number for you. You're going to get 50% off the normal retail price, 800-925-9963. So I'll let you get a pen and write that down, 800 925 9963. You'll get 50% off the normal retail price and try it out. Give me a call on the show. Let me know how it worked for you. 800 925 9963. That's Plexiderm. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And this is the show about you. It's the show about about what you look like. So tonight we're going to talk a little bit more about lasering. Now, lasering has been around for a long time. I did my first CO2, that's a carbon dioxide laser, way back in 1995, so 23 years ago. So it's not anything new, but the lasers have become much more precise, smaller. Interestingly, they're, they're now the early lasers in 1995, these behemoths, these huge things that took up half the operating room, now they're tabletop. It's really quite remarkable how uh, the circuitry has changed. Uh, But the basic CO2 laser is the same, but we've changed it and we now do it in what's called a fractionated mode. Now there's something called a fraxel laser. That's just a brand name for one of these fractionated modes for the laser. So what does that mean? In the old days, in 1995, we basically removed the upper layer of skin. Now why are we lasering? We're lasering for wrinkle removal. We're lasering to even out the skin tone and to also decrease the brown splotchiness. And there is some evidence, there are a few papers, that show that when we do this, we actually remove some pre-malignant things that might uh, cause problems in the future. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the CO2 laser, the fractional CO2 laser, the erbium laser, what's that? It's a kind of a lighter version of the laser, and then intense pulse light when we come back from our break. So there are all there's kind of a continuum now of things you can do. It actually starts with skin care and it works up to various peels and then it goes to the intense pulse light, then the erbium laser, and then the CO2 laser. And what happens is the deeper we go, the more intense the experience for you, the more profound the results. So that's good. But it's a double-edged sword. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. We'll be back after these words. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. 
I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your products, Dr. Perry? Here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps skincare very simple. A study showed my products reduced the appearance of wrinkles over 20% by 12 weeks. Protect your skin in the morning with daytime, nourish your skin in the evening with nighttime, and wash your face and even remove most makeup with my non-toxic clean time soap. WABC listeners, for one month only, I'm offering my basic skincare kit at half price. You'll get all three products for $55 plus shipping. Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or give us a call at 844-DR-PERRY. Use the WABC50 code for the discount. To learn more, listen every Saturday evening, 6 p.m., right here on WABC. Is it time for new reading glasses? Go to readers.com. Readers.com has more than 700 styles to choose from in powers ranging from 1.0 to 7.0. Readers.com also has readers hard to find in stores like bifocals, sun readers, and computer readers. Choose from hundreds of fashionable styles and colors for under $20. Go to readers.com now and type in the coupon code DEAL at checkout and you'll save up to 40% through this special offer. Order now and we'll quickly deliver your readers right to your door. Plus, all of our readers are absolutely worry-free because they're backed by our 100% happiness guarantee. So save up to 40%. Get convenient, fast delivery and a 100% happiness guarantee. Go online to readers.com to find your perfect pair of reading glasses for under $20. But don't miss this special offer to save up to 40%. Go to readers.com now and enter the coupon code DEAL. Again, that's readers.com. Coupon code D-E-A-L. We're here from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Wow, that was fast. Who is it? It's 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Well, we've definitely 1-800-GOT-SOME-JUNK. See all that stuff in the yard? Yes, sir. We're moving, and that's just part of the stuff we're not taking. We're happy to help, sir. There's even more inside. Would you do something for me, ma'am? Like what? Would you wave your arm across the yard? Wave it how, exactly? Like you were scattering seed in a field. Like this? Wow, how did... That was fun! You said there was more inside? But, 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 it disappeared. Just point at the things you wish would disappear, ma'am. If I wave my arm again, does it all disappear? Give it a try. (laughs) We work until midnight, seven days a week. All you have to do is point. Call 1-800-GOT-JUNK or visit 1-800-GOT-JUNK.com. Hey, New Jersey, see the flooring experts at Lumber Liquidators before Tuesday and we'll cover the sales tax on everything in our stores. Choose from more than 400 varieties of beautiful pre-finished hardwood, bamboo, laminate, woodlook, waterproof flooring, and more. All in the latest styles, starting at just 58 cents. Plus, the sales tax is on us, but only until Tuesday. Visit LumberLiquidators.com for a store near you. Valid in New Jersey locations only, July 11th to July 17th, 2018. W. ABC New York. Hi, Tom Bodette. There's a saying, if you love something, set it free. Well, Motel 6 must really love Wi-Fi, because we just set it free. You're free, little Wi-Fi. Fly, fly like a bird into the ether. Net. Of course, Motel 6 can't really set it free. We just made it free at all of our more than 1,400 locations. But that's semantics, something else we don't charge you for. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the Wi-Fi on for you. Book online at motel6.com. 
An archivist is wanted in New York City to preserve and maintain archival artworks, plan archival solution design and implement process, conduct research on art history, inquiries and fact-checking, coordinate exhibitions with museums. Requirements include Master of Arts degree in Art History or Modern and Contemporary Art, proficient in Adobe Acrobat Pro, Adobe Creative Suites, and Filmmaker Pro. Mail resume to Kai Studio, 40 East 1st Street, Suite 1B, New York, New York 10003. Hey, New Jersey, see the flooring experts at Lumber Liquidators before Tuesday and we'll cover the sales tax on everything in our stores. Choose from more than 400 varieties of beautiful pre-finished hardwood, bamboo, laminate, woodlook, waterproof flooring, and more. All in the latest styles, starting at just 58 cents. Plus, the sales tax is on us, but only until Tuesday. Visit LumberLiquidators.com for a store near you. Valid in New Jersey locations only, July 11th to July 17th, 2018. 77 WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And the phone number, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. So we were talking uh, before the break about the continuum of different procedures we can now do to decrease the appearance, not just the appearance, that's kind of a euphemism. We actually decrease wrinkles by doing surgical procedures and laser procedures. When we talk about skin care, we kind of have to say that we decrease the appearance of wrinkles. But I don't have to say that when I'm uh, talking about real procedures that actually do uh, get rid of those wrinkles. And, and we're talking about things like peels and dermabrasion, but in particular, we're talking about lasers. So, But it does get very confusing. And as a patient, how do you know which laser, which modality to do? And, you know, it, it's, uh, it's somewhat confusing even for doctors. But the way to look at it is you have to decide how bad your problem is. Do you have lots and lots of wrinkles? Do you spend you know, all your days on the beach during the summer and uh, you are very, very wrinkled and you want to get rid of those? Well, clearly we're talking about a carbon dioxide, a CO2 laser for someone like that. But if you're a, let's say, a 55-year-old woman and you've got some wrinkles, you're just starting to get those wrinkles of your cheeks, you've got some around your eyes and you certainly have them around your lips and you say, well, you know, I don't have two weeks for those deepest CO2 lasers, uh, what else can we do? Well, the fractional CO2 laser is about a week of recovery, and that's where we don't remove the entire skin. Oh, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Uh, but rather, we kind of you drill little holes in the skin. We numb you up, and we drill little holes, and we let it heal, and it heals without the uh, without the real big issue that the deeper CO2 lasers uh, can cause. So it's quicker. But remember... The deeper we go, the more profound we uh, uh, the effect of the laser, uh, the better we get with the wrinkles. So it all depends on what you look like. Uh, now, there are some studies that have compared the fractional CO2 laser with the fractional erbium laser. What on earth is this erbium? Well, the erbium was designed as a laser that did not have the side effects and the complications and the healing issues that the CO2 laser uh, had. But... Over the years, we've realized that the erbium laser just isn't the same as the CO2 laser, and it will help some of the uh, wrinkles on the uh, cheeks, uh, but the ones around the lips, 
kind of hard for the erbium laser to do. So there's one study uh, that actually compared, in fact, there are two good studies that compared the erbium laser with the CO2 laser. And uh, very interesting, one of those studies uh, showed clearly that the CO2 fractional laser was better at getting rid of wrinkles than the erbium laser. But interestingly, a paper came out earlier, uh, actually at the end of last year, that looked at uh, the same issue, and they said, well, it's basically the same. Now, I, I don't believe, honestly, that the erbium and CO2 laser are the same. I think the CO2 laser is more effective at getting uh, rid of wrinkles and making your skin look smooth and young. Uh, but there's a lot of discussion, and there's a lot of artistry to this field. So I have all the different lasers in my office. I've got CO2 lasers. I've got erbium lasers. I've got intense pulse light, which also is good, but is not going to help your wrinkles so much. Mostly that helps with color, uh, brown uh, splotchy pigmentation, and red splotchiness. Uh, that's what the uh, IPL, or intense pulse light, will do. So uh, uh, it's a big discussion. You go into your uh, plastic surgeon, sit down. Uh, your doctor will evaluate your face, might even use what's called the Vizia machine. The Vizia machine uh, actually quantitates your wrinkles and brown and red spots. I've got one of those in my office, and it's a really interesting tool because we can actually, in a very objective way, follow your progress. So it's no longer, yeah, you look better. It's uh, actually we can have a 30% improvement or a 40% improvement or a 50%, and we can actually quantitate it with these uh, new machines. So it is a new world. It's not quite the cancer world in, uh, in plastic surgery, not quite as high tech, but it is uh, very interesting, and we are moving ahead also with lasers and uh, different computerized technologies. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? I got an email. You know, you can call. It's okay. And <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. They said, what? Well, give the number out for Plexiderm again. All right. You know, okay, I'll do that. 800-925-9963 for the Plexiderm special. It's 50% off. It's not my product. That's okay. We'll do a free commercial for that. All right. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle? 800-848-9222. 848 WABC, and uh, so we were talking about the different types of lasers, and uh, it really is a, a kind of a complex discussion, and it's not one that can be answered on the radio. So if you do have wrinkles and splotchiness, you come and sit down for a consultation. We spend a good hour together, take those pictures, put your pictures up on the computer, maybe do the Vizia and make some decisions uh, as to which of those treatments. Uh, but the funny thing is... Um, Often we'll combine different technologies. We'll do fillers around the lips. We'll do lasers on the uh, cheeks. Uh, lasers don't lift the jowls, but Althera lifts the jowls. So there's all sorts of technologies that we can use without even stepping into the operating room. Well, I did want to mention uh, Bobby Fallon once again. Bobby is a realtor in Highland Falls, New York, uh, and she tells me that she's got all sorts of new properties, but she still has the one on 173 Main Street, and she dropped the price. That one that she was talking about on this show, uh, 173 Main Street in Highland Falls, that's 50 miles north of the uh, of the George Washington Bridge. It's a town that I grew up in. It's a beautiful town right on the Hudson River. You look out on the Hudson at, and from many locations in Highland Falls. Well, this particular property had been listed at 385000 and she just dropped it to 379000 And I always say, you can't get a studio in Manhattan for that. But this has... 
three different apartments. There's a two-bedroom, a one-bedroom, and actually an office on 0.8 acres in walking distance uh, to the West Point Gate, walking distance to a lot of wonderful attractions in the area. So give Bobby Fallon a call if you're interested in this property or any of her others. Tell her that you heard this right here on WABC's What's Your Wrinkle show. 845-446-2238 is her number. 845-446-2238. This is the season, and Bobby Fallon is your realtor. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. So today we had a very interesting show. Uh, not over yet, but uh, it is uh, interesting that uh, we've mixed topics of uh, both the cutting-edge cancer research at the Robert Wood Johnson uh, University Hospital and uh, RWJ St. Barnabas with eyelid surgery and lasers, and uh, we even talked a bit about the Brazilian butt lift. And now, of course, I see calls, but it's too late in the show. We've only got a couple minutes uh, left, so you've got to call at 6 o'clock. But one of the emails that I got, I get them during the show, which is always interesting. I'd rather have you call early in the show. Uh, but one of the questions was, Dr. Perry, why is the Brazilian butt lift so dangerous? It just seems to be a simple fat grafting that you say you've done in the past. I have done fat grafting, but where I do fat grafting is in the nasolabial folds in the face or in the marionette lines in the face. And uh, I'll also inject fat into depressions like cellulite. If you've got a really uh, big area of cellulite, I'll inject it. But those are small amounts of fat. We're talking about uh, 10 cc's, 20 cc's, less than an ounce of fat. In the Brazilian butt lift, we're talking about injecting many, many, many ounces of fat approaching pounds of fat, and that's where the difference is. And it's the location also when fat is injected into the buttocks and it gets into those big veins. That's where it's dangerous. In the face, not so dangerous as long as the plastic surgeon knows what he or she is doing. Yes, there are some dangers injecting even fat into the face, but there are new tubes called cannulas that we use in the face that make it much, much safer. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. The music says, get out of the studio, Dr. Perry, and we will in just a few minutes if you want to uh, go to my facebook page facebook.com slash dr perry's or facebook.com slash dr arthur perry that's where you can find me during the week or in my offices in manhattan and in central new jersey thanks so much for great engineering sorry about that break in the middle but we'll be back next week at 6 p.m have a great week